In the beginning was the word. Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? He's just making You think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with American author, speaker, comedian Ken Davis. How are you, mate? I'm doing fantastic. Now, this is your first ever time to Australia. What do you think about our beautiful, great south land of the Holy Spirit? Do you like Australia? I absolutely love it. We've had, um, and and evidently the, the kangaroos love us. Every time we drive, they jump out and... Yeah. And say hello. We've swerved to miss a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we've got a good sense of humor here in Australia? Have we ever been laughing at all your jokes? Oh yeah, I, we've had a marvelous time. Absolutely marvelous time. Uh, sometimes you're a little afraid, you know, that people will be reserved. Um, I had one man once, uh, not in Australia, in America, um, very tense during the whole show, and then he said at the end that it was all he could do to keep from laughing. Australians don't do that. They laugh well. Okay. Now, um, for those who haven't heard of you before, uh, you know, you've been around the traps 30, 40 years speaking, preaching. Uh, you do churches. You do motivational speaking, corporate events. I've actually heard you quite a bit over the years on Focus on the Family. Uh, I've, uh, I have grew up watching your videos uh, and cassette tapes back in the day. Now, now of course, it's, it's DVDs and CDs. Uh, and uh, a good friend of mine, Wayne Cadero, tells me that he traveled with you a lot uh, doing youth conferences when you were young. So tell us, how did you first get into, um, you know, be, being a comedian, speaking? What, what was the, the early days like for you? Well, I think uh, the first, I first started in it when the doctor uh, slapped me and said, it's a boy. That was it. That was it was from, from the beginning. It was there from, from the very beginning. And in the beginning, I was a small child, very small, I had no athletic ability. And so I, I was uh, bullied. Yeah. And laughter would keep people from bullying me. And so in the beginning, I used it that way. And then for a long while, I used it uh, just because it made me feel good. And then I discovered that I could use it to help uh, uh, introduce people to life-changing truth about Jesus. And so that's... That's what I did, yeah. And did you uh, become a Christian at an early age? Were you raised in a Christian home? What, what was that uh, like for you? Yes, uh, the doctor slapped me. No. <laughs> no. No. I, at a very early age. Uh, I don't, I can't, you know how some people can remember the day? I don't remember that, but I remember when I was about 17 years old, I, I wanted to be sure, you know, I, I wanted to make sure. And so I remember... Um, just saying to the Lord, you know, um, I believe I know you, but I, I want you to know <laughs> that I'm a follower of yours and I'm trusting you for uh, forgiveness. And that, so I made sure when I was a teenager. Yeah. And did you ever have any theological training or, you know, trained for the ministry at all or just all natural? Oh, no, no, no. I had theological training. I was headed for the ministry. But, yeah, the w- ministry wasn't interested. They They didn't. <laughs> They weren't interested. There, when you got to remember, when I first started doing this, there wasn't a lot of um, comedy. wasn't you know really well received. It was uh, considered something you don't do. Um, I, I I've say often now that back in those days they took uh, comedy and and uh, creative arts and said you know the devil can have that. And he said, well, I'll take that. And yeah. He's had it for years, and it's time we take it back. So. I think I need some help. Um, you know, we've got you speaking here at my church, New Hope, and everyone at my church says, oh, thank God, someone's coming that can hopefully teach you some new material. 
they accuse me of telling what's called dad jokes, like really bad, you know, lead balloon kind of jokes. So, so one thing you do is you train people how to speak well, how to tell a good story. So can you give me some advice? Is there some tips you can give me to really belt out a good joke, <laughs> good story? Um, some people are just beyond hope. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Interviews, I'm out of here. Yeah. No, there, there are, you know, we actually teach people the elements, the basic elements of humor. And there are some things. There's a, there's a very keen sense of timing that only develops over years. There's a sense of not, you don't want to even let people that you're telling a, know that you're telling a joke. The hardest thing to do is to say, oh, you're going to love this. I heard this story. That's the worst way to start. Yeah. It's better to surprise them with that you know, with that surprise ending. Anything you do to take that punch out of the line, we call that the punch line, yeah. uh, destroys, you know, can destroy the humor. Yeah. 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 And then one thing that I know you do so well is you tell stories about your kids, you tell stories about your wife, uh, you know. I remember one um, story you said once about your kids were fighting on the way to church. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that one of the stories that you want to share with us now? <laughs> Do you really want me to talk about this? <laughs> the when you you interviewed me on the radio and uh, the interview was delightful, and then you said, "Tell tell us the story about your kids f- fighting in the car, f- fighting in the car." And and for all the life of me, it sounded like to me you said, "Tell me about your children uh, farting in the car," and. <laughs> And I knew of no such story. I, I, I couldn't. And then you kept pressing it. No, that's a wonderful story where your kids were farting in the car. And, and, and I hung up the phone. This is true. I hung up the phone, and it was a day, maybe a day and a half. And one day I was sitting in my office, and it hit me what you were saying, that you were talking about the fighting. <laughs> Look at me. Fight. Fighting. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> Our accent is a little bit different over here, so you know, I can understand how you could have thought that I was asking that. You know, I've tried to fit in. Yeah. And so I've I've been saying, um, good day, mate. And people go, well, how long have you been in Australia? So I thought, well, I'm not fitting in. Good day, mate. Uh, one of my Aussie friends uh, sent me a little note um, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he said, say these three words fast. And he wrote, good. And then he wrote the word I. Yeah. Uh, uh, E-Y-E, yeah. I. Yeah. And then the word might, like the might of the Lord, M-I-G-H-T. So just say that fast. And now I walk up to people and go, good eye, Mike. And they say, how long have you been in Australia? <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> I'll teach you a few others if you like. You know, um, What about, um, you could say, um, uh, throw another prawn on the barbie. Have you heard that one? Uh, well, actually, there was a, a motion picture that came to America. Yeah. And um, I don't even remember who the, na- the name of the movie star was, but he would say, put a shrimp on the yeah, Barbie. Yeah. But I do know prawn on the Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. And then um, uh, I, I took a spoonful of... Um, Vegemite. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did much of <laughs> Oh, someone said, you need to taste this. And so I just I stuck the spoon in and put yeah. it... Oh, oh, it was Not just... Good? No, no, no. I think that would be good for like, Putting tile in the bathroom, you <laughs> grout. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the other uh, thing I wanted to ask you about Australia: um, Have we been friendly? 
have we have we been welcoming? Have we accepted you guys? You know, you feel like you're part of the family here. Well, here's here, I, first of all, I'm very upfront. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I mean, I you I I um, say what I think. It's uh, good sometimes. It's bad sometimes. And so I'm going to answer your question honestly. I have traveled all over the world. I don't know of any place that I've ever been where I have been treated nicer, where the people are more friendly and open and gregarious and happy. Mm-hmm. They just seem to be happy. They okay. chat with one another as they walk. Um, and it's absolutely delightful, very refreshing and delightful. Mm-hmm. I love Australia. Um, my wife has traveled here with me. She wants to come back. We're already talking about doing another tour mm-hmm. in a couple of years. Now, before we go, I always like to ask in my interviews for, for those who are watching or listening that aren't Christians, um, would you like to share with us um, what is the gospel and how do people respond to it? Yeah, the gospel is the most simple and yet profoundly um, wonderful thing that you can possibly uh, explain. I believe it, I explain it this way. Uh, without the gospel, without what Christ offered us, I don't see much hope. I, I could find no hope. I have a motion picture coming out in March that that's called Fully Alive. I don't know how a man or woman can live fully alive without this hope of the gospel, that God loved us so much that he gave his son for us, for me. That um, I had been separated from God by my sin. And there are some people who say, well, I don't have sin. Well, they haven't looked. Um, you know, I don't have to look very far at all. But I've been separated from God by my sin, rightfully deserving to die. And God instead allowed his son to die on the cross so that I might be freed from my sin. And responding to the gospel is as simple as believing that truth. Uh, um, you know, to whatever extent, my challenge to someone who doesn't believe would be, to whatever extent you feel drawn to God, you need to take those steps. But the ultimate step is when you say, here I am. I put my faith and trust for the forgiveness of sins and eternal life in your hands. And uh, that changes everything. That is, that is a strength and a belief that will take you through some of the most joyous and some of the most difficult parts of life. Well, Ken Davis, I think that is the best news I've ever heard, you know, the great news of the gospel of Jesus. And if people want to respond to that, uh, they can look up uh, Ken's website, kendavis.com. Plenty of information on there. One of my favorites is Super Sheep, a great DVD. Uh, I've uh, I've seen a whole bunch of your clips, plenty of YouTube clips. Uh, And and so that movie, Fully Alive, tell us a bit about that. That's coming out shortly. Well, yes, that that is uh, St. Irenaeus uh, said, uh, the glory of God is man fully alive. Paul put it another way. He said, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. He wasn't talking about just, you know, popping up after he died. He was talking about knowing the power that raised Christ from the dead in his life now. And um, a a very famous American poet said this, um, many men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with their song still in them. I find that all over America. I've seen some of it in Australia, uh, and what we're what we're doing in this movie is encouraging people to sing, to sing loud, to live their lives fully alive. I lost forty seven pounds. Um, I was standing by the ocean one day, had a picture taken of me, my little granddaughter standing next to me. If she needed to be rescued, I couldn't have done it. 
And I just realized this isn't the way God wants me to live. He doesn't. This is the temple where His Spirit lives. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not supposed to be a mega church. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a fit. So, so it started with physical and spiritual, social and mental, just totally focusing to be everything that God created us to be. He doesn't want us to coast. The word retire does not exist in the, in the Bible, particularly people my age. I'm 89 years old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I look good? <laughs> but, uh, and so that's, that's how it all started. Uh, my uh, little granddaughter got lost in the mountains at a 10,500 feet. Mm-hmm. She was four years old, and she disappeared into the wilderness. And um, in the process of searching for her, and fortunately she was found, uh, I came to grips with the fact that um, uh, I, I remember when, I f- when, when she was found, they brought her back to me, and I held her little hands. And there was no, I was not angry. Uh, I didn't scold her. All I could say was, I love you. Mm-hmm. I, I said it over and over. Uh, I love you. And uh, that's how God feels when we come home. Yeah. Because he wants us fully alive. Mm-hmm. And the beauty for the believer is, it's like Paul said, uh, there, there's nothing that can harm me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not death, not life, not principalities, not powers, not things present, not things to come. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And one day there will be a bunch of people sitting in a church going, oh, he's gone. And and I'm going to be with the Lord going, hey, stop it. <laughs> Just join me when you can, yeah. you know. So. Well, Ken, it's a, a privilege and an honor to meet you today. And uh, so looking forward to seeing that movie, Fully Alive, coming out. Yeah. Once again, if people want to find out more, they can go to kendavis.com. You're also on Facebook, on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, lo- really uh, loved having you here in Australia. Are you going to come back soon? I am. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I will. And people can come and hear the story of my kids fighting yeah. in the car. <laughs> I reckon you're history maker, mate. Thanks for joining. You're welcome. Thanks so much for joining us on History Makers today. You know, the vision of History Makers is to spread the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. We're now on over 58 radio stations around Australia and Pacific nations, and we're so excited about the opportunity we have to broadcast the good news on the airwaves. If you would like to make a donation, please go to our website, historymakersradio.com. There you can also download interviews. We've got some great web links and some great information for you about following Jesus. So please, go to historymakersradio.com. I'm Matt Prater. God bless. Go and make history.